Welcome to another Out of the Rough Golf Podcast. We've got a, a different one for you guys. There's no Dave. The first pod episode with no Dave, but we're still bringing the heat. We've got Ryan and Clint here, and we're talking Olympics. No Dave. It does feel weird. I'm not going to lie. It Is this does really feel weird? It feels like we're loitering in someone else's house and like they're it not. It really here. does. Yeah, we're squatting. We're squatting on his pod. <laughs> But yeah, Dave had some work conflicts where he couldn't make it. And this is the last day before the Olympics start up tomorrow evening. Um, they're obviously a day ahead, uh, Japan being on the other side of the world. So we get primetime golf into the late night, which is kind of cool, but it means we got to report, record this podcast a little bit sooner, but because we waited so long, we also get, you know, better odds. We get kind of a better sense of who's going to be there. If we had this too early, we may be seeing, saying the wrong guys for picks even because there's been two massive headlines going into this Olympics that have kind of shaken the pot quite a bit. Both Bryson DeChambeau and John Rahm have tested positive once again, at least for John Rahm, for COVID-19, which is in and of itself a giant podcast topic, but let's just cruise by that one. We got two big names, the number one in the world and the big golfer not being there. I mean, does that change the, uh, the intensity of this Olympics, do you feel like with these two big hitters not being there? I mean, it's, it's without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, you're taking storylines that are headlines and they're headlines in themselves by the fact that they're out, but they would be the headlines if they were in. So, you know, they're, they're still in the headlines, but it's, it's in, wrong headlines. in a manner that they do not want to be in. That's for sure. Um, I mean, I don't know if the golfers feel this way, but I don't, I don't know if there's a bigger platform to be on than the Olympics. I mean, um, so it's, it's definitely a bummer with how much freaking shit that Bryson has been doing, being in the media and everything. I mean, it would yeah, have I'm been sure interesting he, just he to relish the opportunity to be on the oh, stage in the Olympics. I mean, without a doubt. So it would have just been interesting to see what, what that even entailed. And then Rom is just playing lights out golf. So, I mean, it's just a bummer not to get him, get to watch him do that on such a big level, you know? Yeah. How do you feel, Ryan? Your boy's not there. It's a bummer. Um, I hope he's in a lab somewhere getting tested because apparently he's just like a COVID <laughs> magnet. Um but honestly, for me, I feel like the intensity was at zero before this all started. So for them not to be there, it just leaves it at zero for me. I, I'm a little underwhelmed by the whole thing. Obviously, it would have been cool to see Rombo get it, but it, the stakes feel very low in all of yeah, this. Yeah, so let's, let's punch in on that. So why, are you, why do you feel like you're not that engaged with the Olympics? Why is this at a zero for you in, in terms of enthusiasm and, and hype? Man, I so I had to scramble to find a list of the golfers, and that that was effort in and of itself. And when I found said list, I was very underwhelmed. It just seems like nobody's going to be there. Nobody cares. There, there's there's some big names. Don't get me wrong, but it just seems like the the give a damn factor is at negative five. Yeah, they they've only got four of the top ten in the world there, and or five of the top ten in the world there. And it's kind of the bottom end of that 10. You know, you've got, they got JT and Morikawa, which is three and four. They've got Xander, which is five, which is great. But then they have Patrick Reed and Rory, which is nine and 10. 
you know, Patrick Reed was an interesting replacement with Bryson. It's like he took shit out just to put more shit in. Right. Uh, I know. I was going to say, it's like you take out like who has been crowned like number one douchebag right now. And you replace him with the guy that he took the crown from. It's like, I mean, it's now they're douchebags for different reasons. Patrick yeah, Reed is just a great, when you great a news, piece of shit. When you heard the I mean, news about Bryson, you kind of got hopefully, yeah, now I have a U.S. team that I can root for top to bottom. Like, I'm so yeah. excited. And then you're like, and we're bringing in Patrick Reed. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we brought in literally a piece of garbage and put him on our fucking national team. Like, what the fuck? Every good story needs a villain, boys. And we, we've got Apparently, one. Apparently America is the villain on, on this one. But I suppose that's kind of the case for a lot of things. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of share your kind of lackluster enthusiasm for this event. And, you know, part of it has to do with they don't have enough people showing up. But, you know, that's just a symptom of the actual ailment for the, the Olympics, which is it just it's completely missing a major opportunity here. I mean, the golf's the golf at the Olympics could be the best thing ever for golf. It, it will not get a better opportunity with more eyeballs and put its best foot forward than the Olympics. And they've chosen to take the same shit that we experience every week of four rounds, 72 holes stroke play. And they're like, yep, let's just regurgitate the same format onto the Olympics. And I get that they do the same thing for other sports, but the idea here is that, golf struggles for ratings to begin with like the product itself isn't it doesn't lend itself to be very engaging over a long course of time without like a lot of knowledge and insight and the olympics know that you're getting a very you know naive audience that are uneducated uninitiated to golf and you guys chose the same thing that struggles to kind of capture the interests of the world to begin with like what are we what are we doing here yeah, you gotta you gotta find a way to make it exciting for the average person who would never in a million years turn it on. You know, I mean, it's that, like I said, I mean the it's just such a lackluster way to portray it to the rest of the world. If they don't ever watch it in the first place, they're like, oh, I remembered after watching two holes why i never watched this like i just hope we still get the commercials and playing through that's what my fingers are crossed for let's just make sure we don't miss those opportunities <laughs> yeah i mean i really hope nbc continues their form of terrible broadcasts with this portion of the olympics as well but Literally. you know i i feel like it isn't much to to anticipate it's, it's gonna happen like you don't have to yeah, I, I, I don't have to wish on it, but it, it does just feel like a huge, huge missed opportunity. If they just put an ounce of creativity into this thing, they could really engage a lot of people that they would otherwise not engage. And uh, it's a little bit on brand. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so, you know, the format for this kind of lends itself to a pretty spread out field right so you know they've got dozens of countries in this and the reason that they have the format the way it is is because not all not every country can field the same amount of competitors and you know they want to just make it individually merited and, and, and have the potential for anyone from anywhere to find their own success individually and that's great on in its own you know value and it's in its own way 
but it's just not that exciting of entertainment. Um, you know, with that all being said, you know, we've got a clear contingent of countries that are the better countries on paper and, you know, should be the better countries performing in the, in the events. You know, what do you guys think in terms of the power rankings of these, of these teams, um, you know, in, in terms of what's actually there and what you think should be the case if everybody was participating? We're saying, so where should it be if everybody was participating? Like if we got to pick our own teams and yeah, you yeah, had four, like, you had four heavy hitters from every country, like who are going to be the power, power people? Yeah. I mean, I think right now on paper, it's pretty clear, like the U S with four guys on your, on the team and four of those all being within the, the top 10 in the world it becomes a pretty steep drop off after that. I think the next ones that are even kind of close to this is, is things like, you know, Australia with Cam Smith and, and Mark Leishman. And then you've got Mexico with Abe Anser and Carlos Ortiz. Um, it, it becomes kind of like a, a who's who of, you know, people that might show up and do all right. You know, Canada with Corey Connors and Mackenzie Hughes. You can say um, Canada and Great Britain are in the mix. Yeah, uh, Wood and Paul Casey. That's kind of Ireland, 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 and South Korea are in the mix in my in my eyes. I mean, sure. yeah, um, and Rory for sure. And then you've got Siwoo Kim and uh, and Sungjae. I mean, right. in South Korea, South Korea is actually the only other country outside of the U.S. that has more than two players. Yeah, I've got South Korea in my top two. I think it's the the states in South Korea. Are, are going to be who shows up. Um, and then the, the Ireland's and the Great Britain's and the Canada's that am also I, have young players. Am I, am I having a stroke? I only see two players for South Korea, Sungjae and Siwoo. It's Siwoo and Sungjae. Oh, for some reason, when I was looking at it, I you three. You could be seeing the women as well. No, it, it actually showed six, like three women, three men, but I don't, um, I may have been looking at something that was like outdated. I don't know. But we can, but we can we can spend some time on South Korea because those two fellas have the most on, on the line versus anyone at the Olympics. Um, those that aren't familiar, and you know, this is a relatively large storyline going into it, is that South Korea within their country they have a policy that you know before the age of thirty or somewhere around their early thirties, um, I think the cutoff might even be twenty eight, is that you have to do mandatory mil- military service for two years. And the only way to be exempt from that military service, if you're a golfer, definitively is getting a, a medal, a, an Olympic medal or getting a medal in the Asian Games. But you have to be an amateur to be in the Asian Games, and both Siwoo and Sungjae aren't amateurs. Um, so there's also supposedly you can get exempt if you win a major, but that hasn't been done. Um, so we don't know if they actually would award it or not. Y.E. Yang had already done his military service before he had won the pga when he beat when he beat tiger so that 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 theory hasn't been tested yet but there has been a precedent for olympic games and asian game medalists getting their exemptions so there's a big there's a big storyline going in this this week with sung jay and siwoo kim needing their medals to avoid going into mandatory military service that's really heavy (laughs) yeah Think about living in a country where that was, I mean, that's, that's just wild, man. I mean, 
Um, I understand the policy, and not to get too much into politics, but they are bordering a country that they're at war with that has oh, with, tens of without a doubt. I mean, times. yeah, without a doubt, they sit in a very, very, very different uh, political climate than, than we do, and and from a standpoint of what what they have going, yeah, I mean, I, you probably have to have mandates like that, or or else you you'd be able to be taken down at any point in time. Yeah, you didn't hear Clint. If we don't get a million subscribers before we're 30, we're putting you, you into military service. In the military. Maybe it's 35. <laughs> I think it, if we need to, we need, I think like one and a half million downloads on this podcast for you not to have to go into deployment yeah. next year. Sick. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I think I'm pa- I think I'm past my prime. I think they'd look at me and be like, "Ah, oh, with your body type, the fact that you've blown out two knees, I just I just don't know if you're worth a shit." You're serving your country by drinking beer and not being out there. Yeah, they're like, "Please just you're a vulner- you know, you're a vulnerability." <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, get through, you wouldn't get through basic. <laughs> um, right there with you, buddy. But uh, yeah, but for those two guys, Siwoo, this is his last chance. He'll he's 26 now or 27 now. And he would already have passed the age mark by the time um, the next Olympics would roll around. Um, Sung Jae is only 23, so he has he has this year's and the following Olympics in 2024. Um, so, you know, Sung Jae technically could to, could wait a little bit longer um, to to get his medal, but it is go time for Siwoo Kim. So that's a storyline to keep track of uh, going into this week, because obviously I'm a huge you know fan of Sung Jae. And, I, and I, I hope for him to get the medal. That's the thing I'm rooting for. And honestly, Sung Jae before all. Like, I, I, I'm going, my patriotism <laughs> lies with Sung Jae this week. Oh. Do you think Sung Jae and Siwoo had a conversation? Like, yo, if we're in third and fourth, I'm going to need you to make a couple bogeys coming home. Like, like you, got, you got is, the, if you got the next, third, yeah, yeah, you, you got the next Olympics. Don't fuck this up for me. My last chance. God, that would. <laughs> That would be pretty wild. What if, the, what if the IOC like sees that and they're like, we don't, we don't, we don't, we're, we don't allow someone to throw, so neither right. of you get the medal. It goes to the oh. fifth place guy. Dude, uh, that would I be wouldn't put it. I wouldn't put it past him. The the uh, that that's a major thing for me too. Like I'm for sure rooting for for both. Of the, I would honestly be stoked for both of them to get their medals, especially Sungjae, but also see we can spend this as his last attempt at it. And you know, if the major thing holds up, if you know either of them get a major before you know the next year or two or whatever it is, hopefully that policy is upheld. But the biggest thing right now is that they don't want to set a precedent that like they just give these things away and all of a sudden just like elitists get exemptions from the military. But it's right. supposed to be like for national pride and like. I used to wakeboard with a dude that had to do that. Uh, Leor, I'm sure he's listening. I think he had to do his military service in the middle of his professional wakeboarding career. Um, so it's it's a real thing. It's fucking wild. Yeah, it's intense. But yeah, so bringing it back, you know, power ranking the top five countries in the Olympics if everyone showed up and everyone had, you know, the four guys that technically the U.S. has based on on world ranking um i think it's kind of contentious in like the top seven i think you can make an argument like who and who should and shouldn't be there um does anyone like you guys got a sense of who you think this like hierarchy is 
So are you are you asking from a sense of like what what four we would pick or like I like what how he four says four because pick? he already knows the U.S. is going to be in there. What are the other right. four? Yeah, he's like that, that's done. Yeah, like well, the top five, I mean, top five. no, no. When I say when I say four, I'm saying like what four? Like, are we picking the four people that are on those teams, or are we just saying if four people from that country could go? like just pick the best ones and they would put them at this point. Which would you prefer? Because I don't think they would be that different from one another. Yeah. You know, most people that are highest up in the official <laughs> official world golf rankings are likely to be the people that you would be picking to a degree. I, I have some caveats for things, but not, not a major amount. Right. Yeah. I think with the majority of like Great Britain, Australia, South Africa, Spain, like, you know, some of these countries that have just top-notch players, three out of the four are going to fall in line for where their world ranking is. And then you might have a fourth that, you know, you just kind of pick out of the mix that may not be where another is on the world rankings, but you would maybe put your money on him first, right? Yeah, like yeah. which countries uh, – basically the, the question really just becomes like, what do you think are the strongest golf countries if you were sending out your best men, like to, to, to get the job done? I mean – Without a doubt, U.S. number one. Sorry, we we just we're on top. That's all there is to it. Um, we can just move on from there to number two. Um, I I kind of uh, take it a pretty pretty far across the pond. I think Australia would have um, a really strong pool um, with the leash, Cameron Smith. I mean, Adam Scott and Jay Day are, you know, not on the top of their performing game right now. Um, but I'll tell you another one: uh, freaking South Africa, man. You dude, got, yeah, you sneaky got sneaky good, sneaky good, dude. Sneaky good. You got the, you got the oost. You got the whatever the Ellie. fuck, Bazudenhut or whatever his name is. You got Dylan Fratelli. I mean, Brandon Grace, I mean, dude, there's, that's a freaking powerhouse of a team. Yeah. Yeah. I like that better than Australia, but I have them kind of neck and neck. And I also too, a big part of what I think these Olympics are about for a lot of these guys is like, it's another notch to put in your belt and the, the J days and the Adam Scott's of the world, I, I think adding a gold medal to your list of things you've accomplished is a big deal. I think they'd perform better than we think in something like this compared to a PGA tour event where they already have their tour wins. Like this would be something that they'd be hungry to go out and get. It just, it needs the, it needs the prestige, right? It it just, it needs the feel that like, I don't see Adam Scott getting fired up unless all of the big names are there. Like, cause I think he takes pride in beating a strong field. Like I, I, like you don't see him showing up to like weak events and, and caring. So it's it's one of the things. Like if all the the top dogs are there, I think it could be really exciting to see. And you know, in terms of South Africa is concerned, I think I would actually kind of mix it up and put Schwartzel and Wilco Nienaber in there. And just because you have some kind of long shots with someone like Nienaber who hits it so far, like he blows out everybody. Dude, like he's crazy. hitting it past Bryson. Like the kid's a fucking freak. Like it. Yeah, like it'd be crazy to see just like I, I would imagine from what I've seen in the, the course in Japan, like it's it's vulnerable to someone like that. Like I feel like, you know, this 
is ripe for kind of disruption from people that you wouldn't expect. And it, it depends on the format, but like, I think you could see lots of kind of upsets going on. What's the altitude like there? Because they're pretty high altitude, aren't they? Um, that's a I, good question. I know I'm not that, prepared for. Yeah, it, it just popped in my mind because I, I know there's so much good snowboarding and stuff in Tokyo that I wonder if they're at pretty high altitude where the ball's going to travel just crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 being held at Katsumi Gatsaki East Course, and I'm having a hard time locating its altitude, but... That's reasonable. <laughs> I'm sure that's not something they just post everywhere. Yeah, it, it's, it's not as easy as a cursory Google search. From yeah, I just figure it's, it's high elevation if I was guessing. Right. It could just kind of change the dynamics of, of how certain players would play um, based on that. But, um, you know, of, of the teams that we haven't said, um, I mean, you do have the UK, obviously. I mean, you've got uh, people like Tyrell, uh, even though he's getting older, Lee Westwood, Paul Casey, I mean, the boy fleet, you know, um, you, yeah, you got Britain, some great Britain definitely for sure has a squad. They're in the mix. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I don't know if I'd put them there. I wouldn't put them in the top three with, with Fleetwood and, and Paul Casey. Um, but I, I'd put them in the top five probably, um, you know, uh, I, I mean, think it's a real missed opportunity, you know, with, with Rory, you know, going as an, part of ireland being part like because he was born in northern ireland which is technically part of the uk which could technically you know he could play as part of the great britain or the united kingdom and that would be a team that could easily be you know matthew fitzpatrick you know paul casey tyrell hatton and rory i mean i'm fading justin rose he has his gold but like yeah if you were to if you were to actually play this tournament right now with him i just don't think he would really succeed all that much i did find the altitude and uh it is eight and a half meters above sea level. <laughs> I'm sorry, eight, eight, 18, and a half, 18 and a half meters above sea level. They're super high. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> way up there, man. <laughs> All right. so, so we're basically playing on the ocean. Yeah. We're, we're, we're almost at sea level. Um, but, you know, of of some of the the other people that you could probably throw in the mix spain obviously with rom and sergio um you've got i don't even know how to say is what is art ortegi or whatever his name is um you know you've got a couple you got a couple people like uh rafa cabrera bell uh you know there's there's some people in in the spain mix that could be be there and and then you got Canada you know um Canada you could definitely put together a squad with Corey Connors and um and I think they're an honorable mention if not you know maybe fourth or fifth uh as a pool for who they have for for this particular Olympics you know yeah I, I don't think you could sleep on Canada the main thing being is that like once you get out of like the top 20 in the world the the margin of difference of skill level for some of these golfers for just a single week like isn't that high like right. you can probably skate by 
you know, without much issue uh, regarding this sort of this sort of kind of event. Like he, people have good and bad weeks. It's not the yeah. same thing as like, uh, you know, the, the Ryder Cup where you're playing a bunch for each person. It's like it's a it's a four round it's a four round event, individual stroke play, and then you're just representing your country. Like it just, I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on Canada either. Yeah. Well, and the, I mean, like you said, the top 20, maybe 25 golfers in the world, I think are two strokes better than the rest of the field. And there's just not that much of that. So it's a pretty tight pack and it's just going to be who has their A game and who's, who's on it going into this. Well, yeah, and, sure. and kind of like we've seen, you know, recently, I mean, who can, who can hold on in round four, right? Like, I mean, round, round three and four seem to be the deciding factors. And I mean, I, I, that's a given obviously, but you know, who, who's going to play consistent all week? Who's going to, who's going to drive it home when they have to in round four. I mean, with it being no cuts, I mean, you could, you could see guys come from the bottom and make their way to the top, you know, if, if they don't get cut, I, I mean, that's, that's one thing that is cool about no cuts. I mean, it, you could have somebody that has the best two rounds of their life on round three and four yeah, Sunday. Yeah. You know, and, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden they're, they're back in the top five or back in the top three or whatever. I mean, it, it just, that's the only thing that, uh, you know, the whole stroke play with no cuts, it makes it kind of cool in my eyes, but other than that, like we said, kind of very lackluster. It would be way doper if they would do a team format or, or what, essentially anything else, but you know, it's whatever. Can you imagine the torture though, of having the worst first two rounds of your life and being like, man, I would normally just hop on the PJ, fly back home, go to the country club, get a steak dinner. And it's like, no, I got to go back out tomorrow and sleep in this cardboard bed. Like <laughs> I bet some of these guys are wishing for a cut by tomorrow right. by saturday yeah especially wow. with just how restricted everything is there too it's yeah. not the same olympic experience that right you know and that's definitely a bummer i mean like that's got to be like a huge draw for the olympics in general is just the overall experience like everybody like hanging out with everybody in the olympic village i mean it just it would be so epic on normal terms and and right now and i imagine that's why you know the the depth of the field is, is a little bit more lackluster than we would hope because it's not all that enticing right this second, which I get, but another thing that we're kind of not, we haven't mentioned so far. I mean, this is only the second time right. that golf has been back in the Olympics since like what 1908 or, or something. I mean, it's, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's just now back in. So it yeah, seems it, like it, it first came back at Rio and now it's, it's back in Japan, but it, it it's, it's still really fresh. And I think with this, well, no, but I mean, like, yeah, Rio was, was 2016, but before that, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was like literally like 1908 or something. Yeah, it, was it, was like ridiculous. it was a hundred, it was like a hundred years ago. I mean, to me, it comes down to golf in the current standard is about two things. It's about legacy and it's about money. And the Olympics don't have either for these guys. Like you're not adding anything to your legacy that people can care about where you say, oh, I want a gold medal just like Jack. Or you can say, man, I just won 1.5 million. These guys are playing for free and 
everybody's going to say it was a basically a limited field event, probably even worse than that. Um, so there's no prestige tied to it either. Um, so it, ma- it makes sense that dudes aren't fired up about it. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would say I'm not having no prestige. I would, I would take with a grain of salt because I mean, there's a lot of people out there that would say to go and win a gold medal for their country, like is a really, really, really cool feeling and something that they're very proud to do, you know? It's just that the, the golf community doesn't recognize it as much as we'd want, but it does mean a lot to a lot of other people out there that aren't as ingrained or in tune to golf. And that's great. I would just like to see what, whatever it is that we could do to make there be more prestige and, and more people wanting to participate and create more legacy. Cause the legacy really just comes from people putting significance and importance on the event. And that's why, you know, it's not that like all of a sudden there's some, you know, special sanctity to the majors in golf. It's just, we decided these were the important ones and people have done the same thing with stuff like the Ryder cup. You know, it, it, it just was created. And then people started caring about it because it was entertaining for a long time. The Ryder cup wasn't competitive. The U S would just, blow out great britain all the time and then they had to extend it out to europe and then it became competitive and then all of a sudden it started being something that people cared about more so how do we make the olympics more competitive more entertaining and altogether drive up that prestige and and the legacy that people want to be a part of so this is where i want to transition us into like the format for the olympics right now is appropriate given the circumstances of how limited the field is and how different countries are balanced and stuff like that. But if you could blow up the entire thing and kind of rebuild the Olympics format in a way that you think is the most entertaining or would drive the best product for people to, to you know, appreciate golf or get into golf for someone who's a layman, what would it look like? Does anyone- Hey, kid, I, I don't want to stray away from what you just said, but before I forget about it and before we just, before we completely move on, because I, I think that's a great uh, segue into what, what we're going to talk about, but we just kind of skipped over the U S team, you know, obviously we're the best, we're going to win, blah, blah, blah. But what I would be curious to know between you two is what, what your four man dream team would be for the u.s well it it would look a lot like my my wolf pack my guy (laughs) i have i have trust in my wolf pack to get get the job done so it's it goes without saying that jt spieth and xander would be on my squad now i I do have the issue that the other two people on my wolf pack aren't american so we got to have a ringer right we got to bring in a fourth guy and you know if i were to say like without injury it would be the man tiger woods right it would be it would be the the guy tigre but he's obviously hurt this year if everyone's showing up he, he wouldn't be able to do it so my ringer bringing in for the squad as much as i should say colin morikawa i do respect colin morikawa i think he's a great guy he's obviously playing incredible golf two majors and eight starts debut PGA championship, debut open champion. Um, but I'm going to go with the boy chef. I'm going with the boy Daddy, chef. Yeah. That, that's my <laughs> I mean, I, I can respect it. I don't, it's not my four, but that's just, that's your I think four. of the chemistry though, right? JT, Spieth and chef. Like 
And then you, you throw have the Xander there. They're all, they're all around the same age. They all vibe with each other. They're all really laid back, easygoing dudes. And I just see that they build momentum off of each other. I'm not going to throw a Bryson DeChambeau or a Brooks in there with their egos. Like those four dudes to me feel like they're going to like bind together and just like really get the fucking job done. I like that part of it. I like that part of it a lot because, you know, on a platform where let's say it was super competitive, I could see Brooks being a great addition to a team but having that ego, it's like, are you going to vibe with the rest of your team? Probably not. Everybody's going to be like, hey, you're a fucking cockbag and we don't like you and we don't want to play with you. I mean, so I, I can respect that side of it very heavily. Um, Ryan, what do you got, dog? Well, so this is interesting. Brooks does seem like one that he would get up for a, a gold medal just because then he'd feel like a real athlete. And we all know that's just what he wants um go go run the 100 meters yeah exactly <laughs> he's like i was supposed to play with the basketball team but you know kd decided to show up so i'm here instead um but the, what i would love to see and this, this is going to sound crazy because two of these boys are not my favorite but i would love to see jt speed richard flowers the old rick boy no fucking then, way yeah and then <laughs> <Richard> <laughs> And Matt is so stoked listening to this right now. <laughs> Look, those four boys would vibe. Well, who's so the fourth guy? I was cutting you off. Matthew Wolf. I just want the fucking boys. I want them to go out and have a good time. They're going to be vibing. Their wives are going to be caddying, and I think they'd represent. Their wives well. are going to be caddying. Is that? That's is what that they always it? do at the uh at the masters the masters par three. par three contest this is the yes. fucking olympics we're not yeah. downplaying the significance of this yeah you're making it a mockery and a joke we're trying to make I'm this 100 making thing. it a mockery but it would be you're hilarious i'd love it and i think they'd represent look they would go out and be like y'all we're just gonna fuck everybody up we can have fun with this thing we're going out for drinks with durant and the boys later like all right re recap your four again right quick let me reprocess this now with at speed Ricky and Wolf. That's so you chose Spieth too, someone that you kind yeah. of actively hate on. Like, yeah, because they're a squad, man. I just want to see the squad out. I mean, if you're going that route, why don't you just choose fucking JT, Spieth, Ricky, and Smiley Kaufman? Just bring back SD2K. Look, Smiley Kaufman couldn't win my member. Ba member Bahamas 2016 or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, Baker's Bay. All right, Clint, what's your four-man squad for the U.S.? I hope to God Colin Morikawa is on it. You um, can't do him dirty like that. I mean, what? He's in my wolf pack. I know, I figured. The man, the man is a damn golfer, okay, kid? And I'll tell you right now, he's maybe number one. Um, obviously, the boy Spieth. Golden boy's in there. I mean, you can't you can't be without him. Three of my three of my four are are all Wolfpack guys. Uh, I am also uh, with JT in the mix, but I also have to throw another two initial guy in the mix, and he may not vibe with the rest as much, but I think you have to put DJ in there. Yeah. All right. I I, I got an I got another one here. What is the most dysfunctional U.S. team you could create? Oh, I, I, wow. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Bryson. I'm thinking Patrick Reed. I'm thinking Brooks. Uh, 100%. 
And I'm thinking Phil Mickelson. I think that four <laughs> squad going out there doesn't win a single point if that's a format. They don't get anywhere close to the top of the leaderboard. No. God, no. No. That's the, that's, that's the implosion crazy. formula. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. Uh, that's a Mentos and Coke. That's, that's no, you know, you know who I would take? I would take Phil out and I would put who the fuck uh, won the match play? Horschel, Billy Horschel. <laughs> put Bill- Horschel in the mix. I was looking at him and Coke Rack as well. Yeah, Coke yeah. Rack would be a funny one as well. I mean, you, you would get, some, you might have fist fights, which I would love. Okay. Yeah, well, all right. Options. All right. That's the point, right? Is the U.S. has got options. I yeah. should say I, I swapped in Ricky for Morikawa just because I want to see the boys vibe out there. But Morikawa absolutely belongs. Look, on Ricky's sort of finding form, except for he was leading after the first round. He just shit the bed on Saturday and then just didn't show up on Sunday. It was just he's still getting used to his new eyes, man. He, the once the eyes are dialed in, I think we'll see Ricky get back to form. Sure. <laughs> to get those eyes dialed in that's that's exactly <laughs> it um all right let's let's talk format the olympics suck let's let's make it better so what ryan what do you do to make the olympics more interesting i mean there's two ways to look at it to me my favorite format that's the most interesting is the alt shot um pairings matter partnerships matter fucking ball sponsors matter that's the most interesting from like a, a golf standpoint. If you're into golf, you get that. But I say we go full bone scramble. I'm talking like I four balls it. off the tee, four balls every shot. Let's see. We, let's, let's zoom out a little bit though. So you're, you're talking teams. Um, you're talking partnerships. How, how many people are on a team? How many players are representing a country? How many countries are in the mix? You, you know, what, yeah. what are I you mean, envisioning? I think you got to keep it to four guys per team just to make it logistically possible for all the other countries. Um, obviously, like the U.S. could field an eight-man team and, and so could Great Britain and a lot of those. But I think a four-man team and I think even doing like rotating alt-shot partnerships would be really interesting with that where you play one round with a different partner every time. Um, now is it is it is it country versus country each day or is it is it just kind of like you go out there and you kind of do what they do at the at the what is it in in louisiana the zurich um yeah is it basically you still have a score and it's still kind of stroke play to i, I was still thinking like it's the zurich where you're doing a score um the other idea that i had though is we're a month away from the Ryder cup like you could easily do the Ryder cup format for something like this, where it's a full team event and you're doing different events every day to where pairings matter. You can still have some individual going on. I think that would be really interesting as well. I, I agree completely that like, I, <clears throat> I had that written down, like, um, I think a Ryder cup style and kid, you were just talking about it 10 minutes ago, you know, how originally that wasn't, wasn't that big of a deal. And, and now it's, it's one of the most entertaining forms of golf um, out there. I mean, we as amateurs have created our own, you know, the, the old Ranger cup that, 
that is after the Ryder Cup, and that was some of the most fun golf I've ever played in my entire life. I mean, you know, it's more entertaining. It's more fun. There's more camaraderie. I mean, um, I think that that side of it could easily kind of shake things up to to really make it a little bit more fun for the average person to watch and, and just overall make it more entertaining as, as a sport in the Olympics, you know, altogether. Yeah. It sounds like most everyone is kind of, you know, vibing in the same direction for this. You know, I spoke briefly with Dave about this in a little bit degree and his, his idea for it was very much kind of the same sentiment is that, you know, a country fields maybe four players and those four players become pairs of two and they go through a bracket and basically it works its way through the days. And then the, the, the what, whatever teams come out in the same, basically takes the format of like the WGC match play. But instead of one person performing for themselves, it's, it's a pair of people and you work through a bracket and then you have your, your gold medal match. Then you have the, the bronze match below it. Um, and, you know, as many players in terms of world ranking that a, a, a country can field. And maybe I, I didn't get a specific number, but like, it may be limited to 32 teams. So that yeah. could be up to potentially at, at least um, 16 countries, potentially up to more, depending on how many a country can field based on world ranking. And, it, you know, that brings in potential where the U.S. could potentially get gold and silver or gold and bronze or something like that, depending on the pairings that go out. But you get those for the, the entire, you know, run of it. So what if, and this is totally spitballing, but I think it'd be amazing, we go full-blown swimming relay style, it's a four-man alternate shot. So you're hitting at most two shots. Jesus. <laughs> and more likely than not, you got driver wedge putt. And we just go full-blown team format. You know, you got to have your anchor. You got to have your drive. And maybe you have. It, let's, if they play a good round, let's say they shoot a 68, that's, you hit 17 shots a day. That's fucking insane. <laughs> well, but let's take it one step further. Instead of an alternate shot, you assign a player to hit tee balls. You assign a player to hit approach shots. You assign a wedge player, and you assign a putter from each country. And each person weird, does it. Man, but I like I like outside the box. You're thinking for sure. I mean, no bad ideas. We're just yeah. this is whiteboard session. People are just throwing. Yeah, exactly. But but if you but if you do that, so that's four different uh four different aspects of of the game right there right but if you've got four players and they're playing four rounds they each have to play one of those other positions another day yeah i like that you yeah i mean that they have to they essentially have to fill every role and it would make you know like it would make a big difference to who's your putter on day one and who's your putter on day four i mean it's like the U.S. And is who, having Morikawa putt on Sunday. Like, oh, Colin, you're going to putt on Thursday. And uh, and you're going to be irons on Sunday, exactly. without a doubt. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I never thought, would have thought of something like this, so that's that's awesome to, to hear. And uh, I, I like the idea, and, and we're taking it in different directions. But I also took this very seriously, too, because I, I actually want to, like, get – on paper or on podcast, like what I think would be successful. And I try to think of all the angles, try to think of everything that the IOC has to deal with, you know, being global, being accommodating. And what I thought of is that there's three tournaments at the Olympics and there is a Ryder cup style, 16 country bracket 
that can field four players a piece. And it basically runs through across. Uh, it takes four days to work its way through. And Sweet. it's the same thing for the men and the women. They have their brackets. And, you know, the picture for men and women is way different globally. Like South Korea for women is like a fucking powerhouse. So like you have a lot of global attention on these different things and countries can choose to how they field people. And then the second tournament is the same stroke play tournament. So the, the first four days of golfing at the Olympics is going on simultaneously. You have the four day match play kind of Ryder Cup-esque um, bracket play with these teams. And then you have the, the stroke play tournament going on simultaneously. And a country like the US could field four people for the team thing and for the, the stroke play thing for simultaneously. But if like Mexico can only field, you know, two people for, you know, for, if they could only field Abraham Answer and Carlos Ortiz, then, you know, they can choose whether they want to put those two guys as a pairing into the, the team event, or if they want to put those two guys into the stroke play event and have two opportunities for a medal, like they can strategize how they want to do it, or the guys can choose, but it doesn't leave any countries out. And yeah. at the same time, it, it, allows people to get hyped around the team aspect of it, which I think drives most of the attention around the Ryder cup. And so you, the, the Olympics has this unique opportunity because it's positioned itself as a brand to be globally inclusive where the Ryder cup is very much just Europe, Europe versus the U S and the presence cup is just the U S versus um, international. And this brings in an opportunity to bring the whole picture together. And I think if that's the prestige level of it and you get that team kind of feeling and atmosphere, I think all those big names like DJ and Brooks and other guys would find that a lot more interesting to go to and it brings up the cloud of the event and you don't leave out any countries. So yeah. that's the first two tournaments or the first two tournaments that run in parallel. After those first four days, there's a day of rest. And then you have the third tournament, which is a mixed bracket team event with men and women on the same team, which basically incorporates all, all of that together where you then have an opportunity, whoever played individual, whoever played team, you guys can come together to decide who you want to field for that event where men and women could play together at the same round and do an alt shot, or they could play as brackets, you know, where they play differently. Like the, the women accrue points for USA, the men accrue points for USA, and they work together to build out the right, the right kind of, uh, you know, potential to win a medal. Whereas like, you know, Sungjae and Siwoo Kim will do their best to get points for, for Korea for the men. But, you know, you're going to have all these amazing, like Sun Hume Park, you know, playing for South Korea for the Korean women and they generate way more points. Like maybe the, the Korean women score more points than the United States men in the team event. Like it just brings that same global attention where it doesn't feel like the U.S. is just a powerhouse. Right. Well, and I like that. used to do a, a men's and women's alt shot, didn't they? There was like a, maybe it was like a some one-off TV event, but I would love to see a men and women alt shot. I think that'd be so cool. Yeah, I think it would be, I think it'd be awesome. And I, I think there's tons of ways that you can play with the formatting and how you'd be doing it, whether it was going to be alt shot or four ball or a scramble at some point, or like you can play with however you want to do the daily kind of thing, right. but like the structure remains competitive at these different levels within these different days. And it makes golf appear on the Olympics broadcast for way longer. And you have a lot more people caring about it from different angles. And I think it really would, you know, pipe up the interest. But there's a, there's a side kicker too, which is you have all these bizarre events at the Olympics that have like this weird fanatical following. Like you, you have stuff like fucking javelin and you have shit like shock put and you have high jump. Why are we not having long drive or fucking, yeah. you know, target golf or like fucking putt putt? Like, why are these things not oh, yeah. a part of the Olympics as their own specialty oh, yeah. games? Like 
to me that it's obvious to have long drive in it because these guys yeah. aren't even professional golfers, but they are doing something that I, I'm sure a ton of people would have interest in because they're like, Oh, I don't care about like golf, but look at how far these guys fucking hit this thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of showmanship that comes along with those long drive guys. Like they, you know, they're freaking hooting and hollering and, and yelling and screaming and all that shit. I mean, it's, it, it would be, have it's an entertainment style like too. This big ass dude is just going nuts. Long drive honestly makes more sense for the Olympics than golf as a whole sport. <laughs> like, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It kind, it kind of from a from a viewership standpoint, yeah. there's no doubt. Yeah, but I mean, let, let's just distill the different components of golf into individualized little like specialty kind of skill challenges. So long drive, obviously, and then you have basically ball striking. Basically, take this the the top golf. For, top golf formula yeah. and force them to generate points by doing that you know forget colin morikawa on our dream team for the team event put him in that fucking challenge dude he'll fucking beat everybody uh, i would spend yeah. a lot of money to go to top golf with colin morikawa if that was a charity event i would be all into that just to watch him flag pins all and then day. a short game challenge oh where you put gosh. people in precarious you know short side gotta do a flop shot gotta do a bump and run gotta do a, a hop and a skip and a stop you yeah gotta do all sorts of interesting touch and you know bunker play all sorts of crazy short game challenge stuff and you send fucking patrick reed in that thing you'll fucking clean up like <laughs> he can the, bring the his point. american shield and do the whole bit he could shovel his fucking saying out of the way on the world stage <laughs> And then you know the, you you close it out with some fucking putt putt, man. Get get the guys playing on a fucking wild putt putt course. <laughs> I love it. Get it. I really I really love that. I mean, I I battle royale for that. I'll go I'll go battle these bitches for that, dude. Putt putt? You kidding me? And I just played an eighteen hole putt putt course that was on Bermuda grass, and it was amazing. It's honestly That's... more fun than all of the golf I played all weekend. Where was that? Horseshoe Bay. Horseshoe Bay. Yeah. We'll make a trip, Clint. I'm down. Don't freaking tempt me with a good time, my guy. I know better than to do that. All right. You guys got any uh, any metal predictions? Ooh. I mean, what do you got, Clint? We, know, we know who's playing. We know you know who the favorites are you know you got Colin Morikawa like full-blown leading the the odds at seven to one you got Xander at nine to one Justin at 11 to one and then Rory at 12 to one along with uh Victor Hovland and uh Paul and Hideki Matsuyama like so that's kind of your top five top six you know are, are one of those guys staying on the podium you guys got one of those I mean, guys I actually have two of those guys on my podium um you know, I am a big fan of the boy, Morikawa. He's leading my fantasy team. He's in my wolf pack. I, I, I mean, he's on a heater. He's just coming off a major win, major win number two um, for him. Um, and I just – I don't see – I mean, I do see how he doesn't end up on the podium. He plays bad golf. But um, – you know, I, I, the odds are with him in my, in my opinion, not, not just with Vegas, just in general with how, how good he's playing golf right now. So um, he's coming off a high um, winning a major. I think that, 
uh, for a kid of his age, um, I think that winning a gold medal for, for the U S would be big to him. I think that that would be just a, another cool thing, you know, whether it's a notch in the belt or what, I just think it would be something that he would take a lot more pride in maybe than, than the next guy. So I could, I could easily see him being in there. Um, I also have Hideki in the mix because, uh, it's number one is his home turf. Um, and, and that's huge. Like Japan is so big, like their culture is just so big on, on that side of things. Um, so to do it on home soil, I think would be huge. And, you know, he's also coming off of a, of a major, um, in the last six months, well, a little over six months, but or actually no what no um it was within six months yeah it was eight whatever nine who cares anyway you know he's fucking jesus time flies he's uh wait no 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 yeah that was i was gonna say nine months ago that was that was april yeah november was when um was dj yeah anyway but april so, I mean, he's, he's fresh off of one. He's got a lot, a lot riding on the line as far as his country sees him. Um, so I could see him either playing really well or just shit in the bed. But um, my, my other guy that I have in the mix is, is kind of a, a little bit of a um, diamond in the rough. I think it's a, it's a, it's a long shot but he's also in my wolf pack. I've got the boy Abe answer on the podium. That's Abe answers in your wolf pack. Yeah. I'd love that kid, dude. I mean, he's, he's a dog. Don't get me wrong, but I did Take not it easy him. on the wolf pack chastising with Webb Simpson on your fucking wolf pack. <laughs> <laughs> Abe rounds cool. out, Abe rounds out my wolf pack, but I've got a solid wolf pack and don't question it. Okay. And, but at the same time, I love Cameron Smith. I think he could do it. Um, Freaking the leash. He could do it. Does Cameron Smith not look fucking incredible or what? I mean, when I said that that guy's an absolute weapon, I don't know what else you could call him. I mean, what a beast. He's lethal, dude. He's lethal. He is. He's lethal. I mean, that guy is the he can either he can either be he can either be winning a gold medal or, or skimming your pool dude he's <laughs> joe dirt i, I feel yeah. like he watches joe dirt every night and he's like does that thing have a hemi in it he, he's the guy <laughs> ferrying people down a water slide yeah you know at a, at a water park up at the top having you know four beers deep just telling kids like watch your head and he does like he's constantly four beers deep just at every stage of life which good for him 100 percent I, and, and I absolutely love that about him. That's why he's like maybe an honorable mention. I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, I mean, give me a break, dude. How can you, how can you not just root for that kid with that oh, look? I mean, he's unreal. 100%. Well, I'll tell you right now, the dude who's going to win it is JT. Oh. And as soon as he wins it, He's going to get a gold medal tattoo in the exact same place where Ricky has his Olympic rings. And every time Ricky shows that off, he's like, bro, I got the gold medal. Like, don't you worry about your performance. 
I really locked it down. I, I think JT is a competitor, and this is the kind of thing that would mean a lot to him. Um, so I think JT is going to do it. Morikawa is going to be in the mix. Um, I would not be surprised at all if he medals. And then uh, one of the guys from South Korea is going to be on the podium as well. I hope. I hope so for. One. I hope so for their own sake. Um, and I do, I do think that there's a very strong possibility that Siwoo or, or Sungjae could, could easily be in the mix. I, I think mine's more uh, of a would like to see yeah. um, just for the circumstances. Um, but with that being said, you know, I can't really throw out the guys that may have to go to the military if they don't get a freaking making millions and millions of dollars and be like cool i gotta go sleep on a cot for two years like there there's so much extra motivation there i think one of them gets it done if i have to pick i'm going to see you oh i I mean he's the one who's only got one shot left i don't so just recapping right quick clint what was your podium or your three medals and, and ryan what were yours I got Morikawa, Hideki, Abancer. Ascending, that's from gold down to bronze. Yes, sir. And I'm going JT, Morikawa, Siwoo. Okay, okay. Uh, It's got Sunjay with the gold. I guarantee it. I don't. Uh, I think Sunjay is going to be terrified. Um, he just strikes me as a, as a fellow that this moment is going to be very big for him. Um, I hope, I hope for him to get a medal. Um, I do not think he's going to get gold. I think the moment is, is really, really big for him. So I think I need someone who'd like, is going to play well, but not really give a shit. Um, but it'll still be, you know, important. And that's why I think Victor Hovland is going to get, Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to go Victor Hovland, and then this just feels like a JT event. It just feels like JT is going to play well. It, it just strikes me as something that's that it's not quite a major, but it's, like, important, and it's also kind of a limited field. It's, like, just right in his wheelhouse. Um, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to uh, – I don't think it's going to phase him the same way that majors do. So I think JT is going to be getting the silver. And, you know, this is my pick with my heart, but I think Sungjae is just going to sneak it in. I think yeah. he's going to – I think he's going to be getting that uh, that bronze medal, and you know I would be elated. Uh, I, I want to be able to keep watching Sungjae, you know, deep into the future. Let him continue to cash in on his prime. I mean, this kid is essentially a prodigy, man. He won his first ever Corn Ferry start when he when he was on that tour. He became uh, a phenom on the PJ Tour. Was Rookie of the Year. You know, won the Honda in great fashion. Like the kid is the kid is going to come into form. You know, he ascended to the top ten in the world relatively quickly. You know, slightly fallen back from that point but look the kid the kid is the kid is the kid man he, he, he's just ready to he's ready to get it done and i just i hope he can pull it off i would be happy for siwu too um but i think that's my three i got hoblin with the gold i've got jt with the silver and i've got sungjae grabbing that bronze sungjae took the honda out of tommy fleet's hands too if i remember correctly he did so he's got him in the field. <laughs> yeah, I guess if Tommy Fleetwood's playing well, hopefully Sungjae can repeat that same fashion. But uh, I I like that. Um, Victor Hovland <clears throat> on top of the podium. I could I could see it in this scenario. I mean, I could see it in a lot of scenarios. But um, I mean, he's he's been playing good golf. Uh, 
you know what what can you say no norway bring it home my guy i mean who knows all right i i I think that puts a nice bow on it. Keep it nice and tidy for the Olympics. Um, I'm excited to see how this turns out. It, I think it's going to be a, uh, a big week for some folks. And uh, I, I hope people fall in love with golf from this, even though it's just kind of your standard four-day stroke play event. But if golf continues to get you know good ratings and good support for the Olympics, they might feel more investment into wanting to improve the format and other guys might want to come over to perform in it. You know, we got a real loss with the world number one, not being able to compete in it. It sucks that Rom's not going to be there. I was looking forward to him, you know, competing, but it also gets Sungjae one step closer to grabbing one that medal step closer because I mean, a medal for Rom was pretty much inevitable. Um, so yeah, man, I'm excited. Thanks you guys for joining the pod tonight to run through this, uh, precarious situation that we got going on here in Japan. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, for sure. We'll see, uh, see how she plays out. See, I think what'll be funny is I, I wouldn't be surprised if the podium is comprised of like one of the three from each of us. Um, so it'll yeah, be, it'll we, be we funny getting, to see. We end up getting Alex Norin, Carlos Ortiz. <laughs> i'm here for it if that's what happens hey I well mean, the best that's thing a... for golf would be someone like honorban lahiri or like how tongue lee getting a medal because they're yeah. like part of the biggest markets in the world like that would be that would be huge um sure. i guess hideki would be a, a pretty interesting sleeper um but he could do it for sure yeah I mean, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, like, I, I, Hideki, I think with it being hosted in Japan, I think he's got a lot of weight on his shoulders because of that. But at the same time, um, you know, I, I, he, he, he knows how to, to deal with that weight because he, I mean, the Masters is one of the biggest platforms on the planet to have to do it at and, you know, tough conditions to have to do it at. And, and he, did it he knows how to do it i mean um uh, he's done it once he could do it again but i just i don't know we'll we'll see i mean it's home it's home soil home turf he's probably played that course many times if i were to guess i don't i don't know but i don't know either um <laughs> that's, that's but it's like same, saying like <laughs> there's a there's a there's a course in texas that they're having a tournament at. i'm sure you've played right. like yeah but you know who who, who knows I, I i wouldn't write him off either but yeah. uh japan's not that big okay i mean japan's it's pretty big it's like almost the size of the entire eastern seaboard like it's 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 pretty large <laughs> yeah but there's only a probably select amount of golf courses in japan okay actually J- japanese road. play a shit ton of golf so who knows it's a pretty big yeah. sport there um, <laughs> who who knows anyway we uh, had a nice pretty bow on it and we took it off no it's all good that's that's what we do here but thanks that's, everybody for tuning in thanks for you know bearing with us without dave and uh we're looking forward to having him back on the next pod so you know thanks for tuning in catch us on the next one peace out Later, boys. Later.